What is what is up? What is good gamers? This is Shonuff71, aka Digga Dulamite. Uh purple bling bling, if I remembered that correctly, y'all. Yeah, I I I almost forgot myself. I don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuning to episode 183 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. <laughs> And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, partners in crime are on deck. First up, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy. What's up, bro? Uh, Not much, but as I can see it, uh, it's just like riding a bike, isn't it? You kind of came back in and got those monikers, those a.k.a.s, just like... Like, just wrote him off. So you, know, you know what's up. I haven't been that long, buddy. Uh, but I'm doing good. Uh, got back real quick. Uh, I was gone. The reason why I took a little bit of hiatus. Thank you for your patience. I uh, went, went on a vacation. So I went uh, to England, to the UK for a little bit. And um, Were you uh, there for the passing of the Queen ceremonies? No, I was, but we were very happy. We were there for two weeks. And so the first week... We were there uh, with family uh, to visit uh, our brother-in-law, so and visit our brother-in-law's family. So we were able to see them. So that was really kind of fun. Um, and so you know, we drove around, you know, uh, upper like the northern part of England, not up into Scotland or anything like that, but the northern part of of uh, the UK. So actually, a lot of driving actually. So I went to like I want to say five different cities to see you know family. And then the second week we were in london so we were in london for the second week and and that was pretty cool uh just to like be quick about it uh went to a couple comic book stores uh went looking for video games uh one thing that i was really kind of sad about was a lot of the video game stores there uh they don't have any like specialty stores and gaming isn't really big in the uk i guess or at least I didn't find anything that made it seem like that. Like I went to a couple of, <clears throat> excuse me, like smaller like retail, like mom and pops kind of uh, places that were like in the they were in London, but they weren't in like the the metro areas. It was like around the around the outskirts and the suburbs areas, and so that was kind of fun because we were able to take the tube around. And I have to tell you, uh, London's underground or their metro is fantastic it's small uh but it runs trains run every like i want to say two to three minutes or or like every like less than five minutes like you're on a train you know going where you want to go it is like i'm so happy for that because again the trains are really kind of small but they're efficient and they get you where you want to go so that was really cool um but yeah, we, we 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 rode the train all around, going to comic stops, shops, looking for the com, uh, looking for video games, and then, um, the ones that I went to, uh, they were kind of a little pricey. You know, the ones that I saw, the the the, the one that I really liked was one called uh, Crazy Thumbs, um, and I, I probably if you're on our Discord, I'll post some pictures in our Discord of of, of some of the game stores that I went to. And uh, the Crazy Thumbs actually had, they had the old C, uh, uh, CR, was it CRT TVs 
they had like a row of them set up and they had um uh video game systems attached to them so that way you could uh play games um in them but there was no like um like they weren't cabinets but they were like crtvs that looked like they were inside cabinets maybe from japan or whatnot and those were pretty, those are pretty cool um but a lot of the games uh were kind of overpriced and i was like okay you know it's a specialty shop you know i i get it um so i didn't i didn't buy anything over there uh but it was cool to see them it kind of reminded me of a uh, pink gorilla uh joe uh, from seattle and then um and then i went to uh the so so they have the big store around there that is like um GameStop is CEX. So it's CEX. It's a computer entertainment exchange or something like that. So you can go in there and they basically buy and sell games. So that place was actually pretty cool. I found it I found two uh uh Switch games. I got uh Sakuna of Rice and Ruin for the Switch and I got Astral Chain for the Switch. And they were both like twenty 20 to 25 dollars cheaper than what they asked for in america so and that was in pounds i was in british pounds so i was like i was really cool i was talking it's funny i was talking to joe because i had free texting so i'm talking to joe as he's getting ready for work and i'm like you know should i buy this and he's just like well you know it sells for this much and i was just like oh cool so this is this is a savings and he's like yep and i'm like oh cool so i picked it so i picked it up so that was kind of cool. Like I was happy that I was able to talk to him and he was able to give me some advice from across the pond. So Yeah, was- one thing one thing to keep in mind too, and I don't know how it worked when you left the UK, but I know the prices include that value added tax usually. Like I know when I do any online orders from the UK, um, usually you'll see the particular price in euros on there, but when you check out because of the fact that I'm a US resident, the price did then lowers a bit because they're taking the taxes out because obviously the sales tax is kind of baked into the price so yep yeah it's weird like i don't i don't remember paying taxes for like like normal taxes like i don't think i paid taxes for anything it was just all kind of rolled into the bill so which is very interesting so i was like okay that's kind of cool so yeah it was all whatever the sticker price was is what you kind of paid so. I think there might have been a way for you, to, um, especially on your way out of the country, to ask for that tax back. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think I could have. I, well, I didn't declare anything because, like, I just wanted to get through customs as fast as possible. So I didn't say anything about what I bought or what I would purchased or anything. So I probably could have. But when I went through customs, I was just like, let's go. <laughs> I was ready. After a 10-hour flight, I was ready to go. <laughs> so, which you're probably right. But... But the fact that it was cheaper, and because the 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 dollar is so strong versus the British pound, um, I didn't lose any money, hardly any money. I think it was, I think it came out to like, uh, in like the conversion rate, it came out to like it was thirty five. I think it came out to like thirty seven and some change. So I still made out like a bandit. So I was cool with it, you know. Um, but that was pretty fun. I mean, I I, I liked that. And then there was another store uh, that I went to, which is an actual like electronic store, and it's called Argos. Now this one was a trip. So everything in the UK pretty much is a lot of it is hands off. Meaning when you go into a store, or when you go into like a, a they have these little restaurants called Leon's, and Leon's are kind of like uh, McDonald's or something like that. But this one's really good. But uh, there's limited uh, there's limited interaction with customers because everything is on a on on like a screen, like a giant tablet, 
And so you walk over, you can wipe off the screen, you know, disinfect it, and then you touch what you want, and then you pay for it with like your phone. Everything was like that Apple Pay or Touch Pay or whatever. You could actually pay. You could Apple use. You could actually use Apple Pay or uh, Google Pay on the trains too. So uh, it's a little bit cheaper, from what I understand, to use an Oyster card. They're 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 form of like a a, a pass to, to to use the service. But uh, everything is done on a tablet. On a tablet, right? You put and you pay, and then you and you you walk up, and they and they get your order for you. So there's not really any kind of like people taking any money. It was really crazy. Like there's a lot of places that just did not take money. It was all, um, it was all um, online currency or um, or uh, using like Apple Pay or something. It was crazy. And then when you did use money, um, they had just changed over their money to a new type of money. So it looked the same, but it was made out of different material. So so you had to make sure that you had the right money. So if you brought any old money that you used to have, uh, they wouldn't take it. You literally had to go to a bank and exchange it to get new money. So it was really kind of crazy. Um, new, but, new, new, new world order. Exactly. So and then um, so then I went uh, to Argos. And so the Argos, remember the old consumers? Kev, I know you do. Remember the old consumers where you would, or, or oh, yeah. Best, best. I would, worked at Best. Yeah, yeah. yeah where, where you look at the catalog and then yep. come up. Yeah. I so, was the guy that was uh, sending the crap down the chute. Exactly. So Argos is the same way. So you basically, it is, it was bizarre. Imagine just like an Apple store, right? How, how Apple stores are all glass and open and aired. Imagine that, but there's kiosk sets set up with, uh, with tablets. And you literally, you literally punch in what you want on the tablet, and it'll tell you if they have it in stock, um, or if they or if they need to mail it to you or something like that. Because it was weird. So you 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 look up what you want, and if they have it in stock, you you pay for it again, you know, with your card or something, and they'll call your name, and you can go get it, and you leave. Like there's no like there was no like browsing or anything. It was like, wow. Mm. So yeah, I so I went into the Argos because Joe was telling me that uh, Dio Field Chronicles, which was just released the week that I was there, uh, had a steelbook, and I was thinking, okay, let me see if I can get this for for Joe and for myself because I think that'd be really kind of cool. But of course, I think the the shipping because of the Queen's death like messed up all the shipping, so but it wasn't there by the it, it wasn't there by the time I left, so I wasn't able to pick it up, but. But yeah. Like, okay. So I looked. It's only out. available at the store chain of stores called Game, I believe. Oh, I didn't see it then. The, yeah. That's probably another reason why. So. Yeah. But it was pretty interesting. Like my my trip was pretty interesting. Um, it wasn't it it, it wasn't bad. You know, all I know is that I'm not a I'm, I'm probably not a two week kind of vacation person anymore. <laughs> like I was about the tenth day. I was telling these guys about the tenth day. I was ready to come home. So, you know, but. <laughs> But all in all, I'm glad that I went on the trip. The The plane ride wasn't wasn't bad at all. And I was glad that I was able to look around for like video game stores and comic book stores. And and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, again, I thank you both for for taking you know, taking the time off and being patient with my with, with my with my journey. I know you all probably got a lot of stuff uh, taken care of, too. So that's my quick winded intro. But uh, but, you know, uh, I'll let you I'll get back to you, Kev. All right, so of course our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. 
otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Glad to be back. Yeah, hardly have been podcasting of, during our hiatus on here. Um, you know, we did go to PAX, too. Uh, that was the whole reason why we took a little break uh, prior to Desmond's trip. But then uh, I wound up, uh, we were going to podcast when we came back from PAX, but I wound up catching, uh, I, I got a special, I got a special deal on my last day and then on, on my travels back I, I caught the good old coronavirus so <laughs> he did yep yeah i'm glad desmond kind of dodged that bullet i did yeah because you know it's kind of dicey there we're sharing a room it's packs you know yeah i'm, I'm so. very glad that i didn't get all super crazy yeah, I, I kind of deviated from uh, the norm because I was going to some conferences during the evening, and I'm thinking maybe I caught it there. I, who knows? But yeah, you, know. you know, I'm just glad you're okay. Oh yeah, no, I got through it okay. It was like kind of a, I would say like having the flu. Um, I've had like worst cases of bronchitis in my life, you know, because I'm an old man and I've been sick mul- multiple times, you know. But uh, got through it okay. I took a little time off work and. Uh, Back Adam on here, so. Yeah, but Adam, but Adam, Ant. We've been, uh, we enjoyed P- uh, PAX quite a bit. I mean, I know, Desmond, you, you traveled there and then traveled to England right on top like a week afterwards. So, I mean, that probably kicked your butt a little bit, too, with all the traveling yeah. back and forth. Yeah, so. I could say that. You're probably right. But it was fun, though. I I, I, I thought we did, I, we had a lot of fun in PAX. Like, it, it, I liked PAX because it wasn't super packed. And it was pretty good. Like it was, it w- it wasn't, it wasn't, um, what was it? It wasn't super packed. Uh, on the on the day that we went, we went on. Um, uh, we went on Friday, and then we went on Saturday. Saturday is a yeah. little bit more packed than Friday. Uh, one thing about the entry is that you had to p- provide proof of vaccination. Uh, there was no temperature checks though, so that's probably the. One thing probably would have held the lines up uh, very much longer if they did that. But, um, you know, you had a wristband that you've got and basically you had to keep that wristband on. Otherwise, you'd have to go re-verify that you've vaccinated. So basically you're, you know, taking a shower with this wrist packs wristband on and like going to sleep. And this wristband was on your wrist for the entire time. I can only imagine for people that went all four days, we only went two days. It's like, well, I mean, again, you could always, which is kind of weird, you could always go back. <laughs> you can always oh, go and, back and, and, and redo it. But because Paul, we went with Paul and uh, Randy, so we had two other people that went with us, and they only went for one day, and so we had to spend a couple time <laughs> with them, uh, getting getting the uh, getting it. And so on Saturday, uh, it was bananas. Like there was a lot of people. Um, uh, waiting to uh to get in um on that day so i was just like uh because they had to show their id or something they had to show their vaccination card which is which is great i'm glad that they they did that but like it snaked around the building so it was it was pretty crazy um, yeah but enjoyed the show maybe not as big as it was when we went into 2019 definitely you know, I'll t- uh, I'll talk Definitely about a few games not. I played during uh, what you've been playing uh, yeah. playlist. Cool. Well, all right. So I'm glad you guys had a uh, a good good trips. Uh, as for me, I 
had the wonderful joy of catching the flu. Oh, Lord. This past uh, couple of days. And it was weird because, man, I haven't been, I haven't caught the flu in like five, I haven't caught anything really in five, six years. I take all kinds of multivitamins and supplements and mushrooms. So I, I've, I've got Superman's immune system. So I don't know, there must have been like a dash of kryptonite in this strain of the flu because although I never felt bad, I felt drained. It's like all oh, my man. energy was just gone. So I had to, of course, I, of course I did the thing. Of course, I tested for COVID. That came back negative. And I'm thinking, okay, if it's not this, it's the way I'm feeling. I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be the flu. Yeah. So that really kind of took me out. And I was only, I was only really down for a little more than 24 hours. But I didn't. I I spent the next two days just recovering, if that makes sense. Because I never like I never really fat, felt bad. And I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have. Uh, uh, well, I, I did have chills. That's the one thing I did have is chills, but they weren't severe. <clears throat> and the rest of the time was just my recovery process so i went you know hacking up all the the gunk out of my lungs yeah. and all that wonderful stuff but yeah that's how i spent the last <laughs> the last couple of days so i am technically on um uh covid uh covid time off for my job i mean i told them everything i said i had tested negative and and whatnot i i think i might have caught it uh, from some members I had at a meeting uh, who had recently got over COVID. They said they got over COVID, but I'm, I'm thinking somebody might have been carrying the flu or something because we had one person that went, had a, had a, I think they had a family gathering in another state and a couple of other people had gone out of town and we were all in this one fairly small uh, meeting room Um kind of uh, fairly close together so i'm thinking that might have been where i caught it so but yeah so i'm doing i'm doing well now i'll be back to work on tuesday but uh yeah that's <laughs> well y'all were globe trotting the brother was over here <laughs> it's just it's getting sick so. yeah <laughs> i'm glad you're better buddy yeah yeah i i was i wasn't worried because um I wasn't too worried because, uh, like, my mother-in-law, I don't think she's been sick. She hasn't had a cold. She hasn't had anything in years. And she's the one who got me on this holistic path uh, with as far as health. And, you know, she takes all these mushroom pills, not, not, the, not the ones that, not the funny ones, but the actual uh, ab mushroom abstract pills and, uh, all these different herbs and whatnot. This lady has not been sick in decades. Like she doesn't get sick. She doesn't. She doesn't go. I mean, now that with COVID, she she takes precautions now um, because uh, my stepfather-in-law uh, has pre-existing has some pre-existing conditions, and COVID would really be. Uh, rough on his system if he were to catch it. So she takes, you know, unusual precautions with regard to that just because of COVID. 
but she she like she don't take any she don't she don't do none of them them vaccines she don't do none of that and she's been taking uh holistic uh vitamins and abstracts and herbs herbal abstracts and mushroom abstracts for um, for a long long time and she's she's fit as a fiddle and she's the one that got me into it so something was definitely in this strain of the flu that kind of knocked me on my butt but i'm 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 back to normal just about 100 percent. so other than that that's what's been going on in our intros folks so we're going to transition from that into our playlist which is as always our first talk about topic on the docket I guess we'll. I guess let's lead in with uh, Jabroni Chief. What you been playing, man? Uh, as far as games, I've been kind of in a quote-unquote rut on here. I've been playing a ton of No Man's Sky um, since we last recorded. So, pretty much uh, started a new um, save. I bought a freighter, and I found out, you know, looking at various facts that. I just wanted to restart the game from the beginning, and with Des being in Europe and in the UK, I mean, I figured hey, I might as well just restart, get a new campaign going, uh, kind of building off what I kind of learned from what um, I played with the game previously as far as building off of it. And, of course, I was committed to getting right into the storyline and not meandering around. Well, guess what? I've been meandering around a bit <laughs> still. Yeah, so. You want, buddy. It's okay. I know, I know. It's okay. So, I'm uh, still enjoying that quite a bit, though. It's been kind of like my chill game, but I've uh, been meaning to uh, hop over to some other stuff. Uh, surprise, surprise, at least to me, um, last Thursday, because game night, and I was thinking it might be nice to try, um, I downloaded and started playing the Modern Warfare 2 beta, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 with oh, that. Whoa, so. look at you. And I played pretty much that entire weekend. I uh, got up to level 20 and uh, haven't played a Call of Duty anything in quite a bit of time. I think the last time I dabbled in Call of Duty happened to be with World War II on there. Um, but, uh, you know, I do like playing, you know, multiplayer, you know, first-person shooters. You know, I like, you know... You know me, uh, sometimes during some weekends, especially playing Destiny 2 or just regular Destiny, like, you know, playing hours and hours of Iron Banner. And so it kind of brought those same type of feelings, you know, just kind of learning a bit, you know, obviously getting killed a lot. But, you know, uh, kill death. It's not like I'm sitting there getting pwned or anything kind of um, messing around with the different modes I, I dabbled in some of the like team deathmatch and the like you know capture the flag and that kind of thing but i was mainly playing invasion which is their like kind of battlefield light mode on here it's like 20 v 20 with some like um npcs in the mix too on there so and it's kind of just really chaotic and i don't think i'm not going to pick up modern warfare 2 i know kev's like book it you're gonna buy it book it but. You are, don't don't kid. Let's not kid ourselves. Nope. I I think we're gonna add some. It may, it may not be till Black, uh, Friday. Black Friday if it goes on sale. But you getting that game, bro? You getting that game? You Black played Friday. that day. You played that beta too much. I'm not saying I, anything. 
Actually, I was going to think about transitioning over to another game in my backlog and play that as far as trying to find like maybe a Battlefield game because there's plenty of people playing that and try to get my fix that way just in case. So I'm not paying $70 for Modern Warfare 2. I'm sorry. I'm drawing that line. I'm drawing that line. So We'd like to hear that, but I think you should buy it (laughs) and just have your fun. (laughs) I mean, I'm with Kev. Like, I... You're probably gonna buy it at some point. If anything, if anything, just to just to kind of hang out and, and test it, so to see to see if you even like it. It's not a bad thing. Oh, I know, I know. You know, GameStop does is giving a forty percent trade boost starting uh, like October first. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. And you already like it. You played the you played the beta level whatever twenty. Yeah. You know. It was pretty quick to level, though. You know, they yeah. get you in those aspects. So, I hear a lot of people who are battle, who are Call of Duty, like long term, long, long term players, not really feeling this beta though, saying it's it's catering too much to the casuals and not not to people who have a who have a, <laughs> a history, who have a history with the game. So. In a way, I mean, this could be like uh, this could be what Monster Hunter World was for me. This Call of Duty could be for you. Oh, I could wait for it to hop on Games Pass. That way, it's not going to hop on there just yet. So there's some there's some merging to still be done, unfortunately, with that business. So <laughs> as far as what I played during packs, I don't know if Desmond you could pipe in if you want if you have anything you played per se, but. Uh, I uh, played a, a demo of the, this uh, first third-person shooter called Wanted Dead. It was by um, some ex-Team um, Ninja employees, uh, you know, like Itagaki Team Ninja employees, uh, kind of doing a uh, like a third-person shooter with some cover-based action. It's like if someone made a uh, cover-based shooter on the PS2, kind of what it played like. But so you're not supposed to... That's the thing, that you're not supposed to play it as a cover-based shooter. You're supposed to run in and kill people. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. I think that was the thing that was kind of not... The one thing about that game, because I played it too, you know, uh, after Joe played it, is the 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 character you play as. She doesn't move fast enough. And, and I don't know, I think you're supposed to, you know, use dodge rolls or... or do katana swings to, to 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 deflect bullets or something like that but it just wasn't intuitive enough so maybe that was just i was not getting it or something but but the idea is you're not supposed to use your guns all that much you're supposed to use your katana you know yeah like, okay so but i wasn't I, I couldn't get into the movement of it and so i was like i'm not so sure about this yeah, it it seems like like a like a PS2 game in the modern era, meaning that things are a little bit obtuse and uh, everything as far as gameplay is not like super smoothed out or, you know, focus test to death or anything like that. So it might be something where you're gonna have to really play around with the uh, gameplay to kind of figure out what you're doing with it. It's uh, scheduled to come out in February next year. It's just a single player game, so there's no multiplayer. Uh, component to it but uh, it's coming out for like you know everything under the sun including steam and you know playstation xbox and so on and so forth so so not the maybe give it a shot once it does come out and kind of keep an eye out for it but uh 
you know, I'm not sure if you'd be interested, Kev, because it is some Team Ninja employees involved with that business. So, I mean, if, if they can, if, if honestly they can fix her her movement, I think it would be a lot better. Or or yeah. or you can augment it or get faster, um, because or if they have any light RPG elements, I don't know. But I don't know, Kev. I think I think <laughs> you might like it, um, like like Joe was saying. But I I, I think. I think your your I think I know you know well enough to know that that if if the combat isn't snappy, it might be just a little bit like mm, I don't think so. But. Yeah, it's yeah. From the yeah. Same developers that did Naruto Bo, to Boruto Shinobi Striker and, and Valkyrie Elysium that just came out recently. So. Yeah, I do need to get a hold of Valkyrie Elysium, but um, yeah, I just have to take a look at the combat and see what that see what that visually looks like to me if i can get uh, kind of like a guesstim a guesstimation on what kind of systems they're using and how those things work in the game that that would probably determine whether or not i'd be interested in, in it or not yeah also i played this uh indie title called blade assault on here and uh play for a little bit and just checking it out because uh, it is coming out for consoles on here but failed to realize it's been out in steam since like january of this year on here so i definitely uh, enjoyed what i played enough so where i'll probably see you once the game's on sale and to be able to see and, and play it's like a 2d action uh, um, platformer with uh, you know like a classic like you know side scrolling game like uh like Rolling Thunder or whatnot, but uh, it looks like there's some roguelike elements to it as well. So, so enjoyed dabbling with that. I also played a game at Sega's booth called Endless Dungeon that is coming out for Steam on here. It's, uh, I believe, sequel to the uh, Endless Dungeon series. Well, I think the last game in that series that came out was like uh, Dungeons of the Infinite, I think. <laughs> fumbling and not remembering the name right but uh thought the game was okay i'll see if it does come to console if need be i think it's just coming out for a pc right now and uh i think the only other thing we really uh kind of dabbled with uh and does pipe in if need be um is that we played the kind of same game from the developers of uh Genjin Impact, which is oh. called Honkai Star Rail, which is just mainly on mobile devices. And as soon as I saw there was touch controls, I just walked away. <laughs> so, yeah, it was not good. Yeah. Give me a controller. Leave me alone. So. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Now, now seeing if we're able to play it again on, on a, a controller, maybe. But I don't know. Genjin Impact lost a lot of it for me. Like I. I I just couldn't get into it because it seemed like it was just too much like everything else and it's just like you know and and the gotcha systems were just too much so but uh but yeah I mean it, it, it I think it could be interesting for people who like that genre you know so like I'm like you know good good on you if you like it I was like I'm not the one but you know and that's pretty much uh, packs in a nutshell. You know, we did a lot of walking around, checking a lot of boots and that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I was just kind of trying to, you know, 
pick my battles as far as playing uh, stuff because of the fact that, you know, using a controller <laughs> that's been used by multiple people is just kind of dicey in itself. So, yeah, I mean, they were pretty like the people were pretty good about going through and cleaning off stuff. So I was like, I was pretty happy about that. I was like, OK, y'all are actually cleaning up stuff. So that's good. Um, for me, um, I, <clears throat> I know that I played, uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? The Pac-Man world. So that was one thing that I, that I played, which I was like, oh, Pac-Man world, you know, but uh, that was a remake of another game that had been out for a while. So, uh, that was the main game that I played and uh, I bought a bunch of pins. I love, I love pins. So I bought a bunch of, uh, of enamel pins different places so I, I, that was that was something that was very happy for me i was very happy about that <laughs> um and then joe and i bought matching shirts so that was cool uh from uh from what was it what was that thing called games uh child's play uh, yeah child's play so, yeah. so we 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 bought stuff from child's play and um Give her charitable fun. contributions. Yep, and, we give her yeah, charitable so. contribution, and then uh, bought a lot, bought a lot of uh, board games because I'm a big board game person. So I bought a couple of board games, but over and all, um, I thought that the first day uh, that we went to was so much better because there was not that many people, and I think that was the that was the one that I was very like happy about because you could actually walk around. There was not a lot of people um, and it just felt like, OK, you know, this is it's not going to be super crazy um, walking around and, and, and touching people and, you know, all this other you know crap. So so that felt really good. But the second day, I was just like, mm, this is a lot, a lot. So, um, yeah, if we were to go back, I would definitely want to go back on like um, and just do. Uh, like Friday and maybe Sunday because there's no real reason uh, to do Saturday because you can literally see everything on one one maybe two days if you want to if you've missed anything so um, just a thought if you're deciding to go uh, to PAX I have no idea what it's going to be like uh, in the next uh, the next one but that's just something to, to think about if you're going to if you're going to decide to go um but yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, all for PAX. Do you have anything else you want to add, Joe? No, that's it. Just enjoy my time. I uh, went to a few panels and uh, you oh, know, the, that that uh, that that uh, cheap ass gamer panel was kind of funny because that like talking about people who have like no charisma. You know, he was just you know it's just like the main guy. Like he was a nice guy and everything, and they gave away tons of free shit, which I was like, thanks. You know, this is great. But he basically came in there and it was just like a PowerPoint presentation, you know, I, I was just like, OK, but like yeah. he's not he doesn't have to be entertaining. So but it was kind of funny. And then I and then it was funny because on the on the on the the floor, I actually saw him just like sitting there, you know, by himself eating, you know, eating something by himself. And I was just like, huh, <laughs> you know, and he just looked like he just looked like he was so over it. It was just like. It just looks so over it. I was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> so it was just funny. And Chippy D is playing, paying him nothing but stipends or whatnot, you know. Probably. <laughs> probably, buddy. Probably. So I was just like, oh, poor guy. 
<laughs> Poor guy. Nah, nah, he gets to go to a con and, and get paid for and go play some games and give away uh, some games. You but, think he gets yeah. paid to go to those cons? I don't think they pay people to go to those cons. He might get he might get like a like airfare or something, but I don't think he's getting paid. Mm, you know, I think they make enough in their like little uh, you know clicks as far as compensation for everything they post up on Twitter and whatnot that uh, okay. stuff probably paid for itself. So maybe I don't know. I mean, again, you know, those maybe. short little classified ads. You, you got go. it. You get those referrals <laughs> I mean, on those links. You yeah. know, click I mean, he, on wasn't that link. a, he wasn't an asshole or anything. He was just like, oh know, yeah. He was just, he just really had no charisma, which is fine. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, gosh. Should have got cheapy Man's up there, giving but... y'all free shit, and you can criticize his, his, no, his it's charisma. Not, it's not that. It's just he was just Man, y'all, like... y'all are harsh. No, it's not that. It was just like he was just kind of I had there. no problem with his presentation there. So <laughs> I put that all on you, Desmond. No, because, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm like, just trying to say, like, I was just like, sir, you know. And he was just like, well, if you want to do this, and you can do this, and you can do this, and you can do that. I'm like, okay. That's like a homeless person criticizing the surface at the Pavarello house. I mean, yeah, okay, yes. Maybe I'm a bit harsh, but I, I don't know. I was just like, you know, come on, do a little dance or something. Just kidding. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. I, was, I didn't want to do that. But, but, um, but no. He, Are you he better because you didn't get to go up there? <laughs> oh no, I was fine. I was fine. That's fine with that. You know. Yeah, Joe won something, by the way. So that that that's Why what he's missing to. What'd yeah. you win? God, what did, what did I win? I have to go look to see. Well the I funny gotta... thing okay, but the funny thing about it is people were asking him like, Oh, where'd you get that from? And blah blah blah. And he's like, Oh, I got this from he's like, Oh, I, I bought these because they were what do you say? I bought these because they were uh they were like a free. So what he does is he he goes and he'll buy like a whole bunch of like discounted games and stuff, and then he'll he'll like stockpile them and then he'll he'll bring them and give them away for free. So yeah, so no, like cool. uh, so I was like, that's actually really dope that he does that because he sure as hell does not have to do that. Yeah, part of his memes is that he goes around Thorbon, he like leaves copies of Nino Kune. <laughs> Yeah, you mastered places like you left one at the gum wall over there by the Pikes Market. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so so I'm not saying that he's like not, not like a good guy. It's just I was like, huh, you know. <laughs> no, I, I had my choice of a free uh, meal, but your charisma is ass. Well, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <sighs> it's just I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just asking too much for. You know, but, I'm just, like, I'm just giving you hearts. I know, but I know, but even I, he would probably. I need to would, laugh to get the last of this gunk out of my lungs. Yeah, but it's like even he would probably be like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not that, you know, big on this stuff. But anyway. Oh well, yeah. The, as far as what I won, um, basically the whole thing is that they had a big ass stack of like WWE 2K. Oh yeah. Battlegrounds. He got a ton. He got a ton of those games. <laughs> so he had like a bunch yeah. of them away. Yeah, Walmart was clearancing him out for like a dollar or some bullshit. Yeah, so he bought, he bought, a, bunch he bought a bunch. So, <laughs> and needless to say, I I traded my copy in a GameStop for three dollars. So it's like wow, <laughs> wow. Plus plus the trade boost, of course. And then he got so. and then he got a really cool last game that I would have wanted. He got a he got that uh what was it? Uh, and it's a, a Switch game called Crystal Crisis on here. So yeah. it's like uh, it's like I would have loved that game. 
Yeah, it's named uh, published by this company called Nicholas that uh, published both like Cave Story and like uh, Binding, of, Binding of Isaac and other games. But all the it's basically a, a puzzle game from all their uh, various titles and whatnot. But Nicholas is kind of a bad company, at least um, they have a kind of a sordid reputation. If you look up their story up on like you know noted journalistic in you know places like kotaku oh boy <laughs> but it's, it's been reviewed as a good decent game so yeah so he won that and then a friend of ours who we were with won something and he was just like i know what this is i'm like dude come on <laughs> he was like because he was just there to like to hang out with us so he wasn't really a big video game person i was just like so he like got a hat <laughs> he's got like a hat no one of those uh the dog from um from uh uh what you would call it the uh oh god the nintendo game that everyone loves the um animal crossing yeah animal crossing so he got the 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 the, the little white jk dog. slider yeah jk slider kk cool game that's a cool name but other than that i thought Pax was great um it was smaller, and I think if anyone decides to go to it again, go do it again. Just you know, if you don't, if you're not really cool with crowds and you don't want to deal with anything like that, just go on like, just go on like Friday, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna basically get the bulk of what you're gonna see on Friday, and you're gonna it, it'll be fine. You'll be you'll be good. Trust me, you'll be good. Um, and then uh, is that it, Kev? You, you you good, Joe? I'm good. So just to pick piggyback on what uh, you said, I um we both uh been playing No Man's Sky. That's what I basically came back to because one of our listeners, John, uh has John BT just like has fallen in love with that game. Like he is just like this game is amazing, and so he's really he is really into it. So so um we started playing with him. So we have another. Uh, convert and so it's just a again it's just an easy game that you can just kind of put on and just turn your brain off really and i think i really needed to do that because i was um like when i got back i was severely jet lagged and i didn't really start playing video games until uh friday uh this past friday is when i, I hadn't played anything since this, you know because i was just like i just was not into it like i just couldn't I was just tired. I was just like, oh, my allergies are acting up. So, so that was really yeah. the only game that I could kind of like, you know, sit down and actually stomach to play. But, but I'm probably going to be this coming week. Um, picked up a couple of games. Picked up Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie Elysium. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try, um, uh, uh, Cyberpunk again because it's supposed to have gotten a. Um, uh, a really decent upgrade now um uh, so it's supposed to be really kind of actually actually a good game now and with the with the hype from the animated show on netflix um people are basically like oh this game is amazing so all right they really kind of added some stuff in um but uh you're gonna check out cyberpunk kid no okay. I, I i've got there's too much stuff coming and my backlog is is filled as it is. Yeah, I don't blame you for going back to a game like that. Like it just, I, I I think that's one of the things. You know, I think sometimes 
you, you got to play games, you know, that you want to play. And if, and if, you know, you don't have to give any, anybody a, uh, a second, uh, a second chance, you know, or anything, you know, to hope, to hope for a game gets good, you know, because that's kind of a, it's weird, you know, it's like, I think that they strategically planned this CD project, Red. that's a whole nother story that we can talk about because everything started to get a lot better once they didn't have to quote unquote, uh, develop for the older systems. So no, they never should have had, they should never should have done that. That, that should have been a PC only game and then went on to PS five and series consoles. Yeah. So again, you know, we're trying to just trying to decide, you know, if you don't want it, you know, I can understand, you know, people not wanting to go back to it. I can definitely understand. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, uh, that was pretty much, you know, all that I played as well. So Kev, what did you play, buddy? So I played a couple of things prior to getting sick. I play, I wanted to go back and revisit God of War again, get ready for Ragnarok. I don't know if I really had it in my mind to play through the game in its entirety. I just kind of wanted to do the, the 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 new game plus and maybe select some areas and play through them. Well, I, I wound up playing through the whole nine game. Oh, that's awesome. So... <clears throat> My uh, my memory is completely refreshed from uh, God of War 2018. Just a fantastic game. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent in love with the the soul style mechanics for a game that moves this fast. Uh, I mean, it's something that I that I've I've worked and I I can deal with it. I can get around it, but there are like I can think of four spots in that game where I just kept dying repeatedly because I was just not able to quickly respond to the the change in in uh, the enemy environment that was coming at me. But <clears throat> God of War is still one of my probably one of the best games I've ever played. I know for sure it is. I just don't know where it sits on the on the on the pantheon of of great of my greatest games, but I'm all ready for Ragnarok and uh, can't wait for that game to come out uh, in November. Also got a chance to to run through, not run through because I actually ran out of time because I started the demo. It was a time demo. I played Wolong I'm in love with Wolong. Oh, you played it. Oh, yeah. cool. I am I'm I'm in love with Wolong. That game is uh is ridiculously hard. But it gives you the to- the the simple tools that you need to get past any enemy. And <clears throat> it has a Wolong it's like one of those games that people compare it to uh Neo and I, I can see the, the comparison, but I think it has more to do with Sekiro and possibly like this, the uh, the Souls games from the standpoint of you 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 you're you're, you're acquiring your gear on the battlefield. You start out with you know very weak stuff, weak armaments, uh, weak gear, and you get better stuff by taking down 
regular enemies and stronger enemies and <clears throat> and uh, boss boss enemies and <clears throat> whatnot to get the gear applied to yourself, raise your stats so you can take on more damage. Uh, your attacks can do greater damage. Your magic abilities will have greater impact, that sort of thing. And th the game revolves around the parry. You must master parry. If you don't master parry, you are in for a... You're not going to be able to finish the game. You're, you're, you just won't. Um, many of the regular enemies have unblockable attacks. You cannot block them, but you can parry them. Uh, you can parry anything. Uh, I found that out. Yeah, I was fighting this <clears throat> when I, when my when the, the the demo came to an end for me was when and I I could have continued to play, but I had to uh, I had to go and do something else. And by the time I returned, tried to return to the demo, it had that its time had already expired, so I didn't complete it. But there's a section where I'm fighting, getting ready to fight. I don't know if it's a Thunderbird, some type of multi-headed Hydra. I, I can't exactly figure out what the hell it is, but I just got through fighting a Tiger Man who was, that fight was redunculous. <clears throat> that thing knocked me off a, off a cliff and follow me down the cliff to continue the ass whooping. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it's like, oh no, we ain't done. <laughs> the enemies, the enemies are, are relentless. Those boss enemies are relentless. Uh, and I mean, it, it, it kicked my butt from pillar to post until I was able to get a hold of its attack pattern. But what this game excels at, and I think, um, if you watch uh, Maximilian Dude's uh, uh, impressions of the demo, I, I think he got it right when he said, when you master the components of the game, it makes you think you're watching Kung Fu Theater. Mm. And it does. In, 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 a, in a similar way that Sifu does, just nowhere near as... as, as uh, just amplified difficulty amplified to a to a thousand <laughs> in comparison but like when you're fighting when you get that tiger that tiger man down you are parrying his his claw attacks his uh unblockables you are literally kicking off of his face jump leaping into the air and impaling him in the back of the head i mean it it all of this stuff is just straight out of kung fu theater you know wires and everything and it is an absolutely amazing game i i i can't wait for for yeah, wolong to come fluid, out right oh it's so fluid i played on the i i played on the uh performance you get a choice you create your own character uh surprisingly i was i was actually surprised uh the brother option is not bad you get to wait, but you get to create your own character. Yeah, you get to create your own dude, uh, male or female. You get a little bit of a mix of ethnicities. Uh, the brother option was not bad, and I mean, I ain't going to complain about it. God, believe me, I've I've seen much worse <laughs> coming yeah. from Japanese games, but it was not bad. And 
you just you create your character, give give him or her a voice, and you're off to the races. I'm, oh, and you uh, uh, you decide what your starting weapons are going to be. There is a double sword. There is a uh, single sword, and they have they have special names for this. And you have a pole arm, and you also have a bow and arrow and a crossbow. <clears throat> so you, it's up to you to how you want to utilize those tools in the battlefield. One thing I do appreciate, uh, you hit a dude in the head, and he has not he does not have a helmet on. He's going down regardless of what his skill level is. I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I did use that to the, my ranged weapons to that effect, uh, which is a good thing to do. The enemies are not very observant, which is kind of a staple in, from what I understand in Souls games. Uh, it's very much the case in Sekiro's, like you can kill a dude, you can stealth kill a dude, who is literally just around the corner. The dude that you're killing is screaming his head off, you know, his last seconds. He's just shouting, you know, in in pain and agony. And somebody just literally around the corner is acting like he ain't heard nothing. So (laughs) in in typical um, uh, Souls style, uh, the enemies are non-observant, but when they do get a hold of you, when they do notice you, then then you you got to deal with them, and you may be fighting off two or three at a time, and you have to switch your targeting from one to the other, and you know make your adjustments as needed. Silky smooth, 60 frames per second. Graphics, even in performance mode, look great. I can't wait for this game. So. I could spend the rest of the rest of the show talking about Wolong. Uh, wow, that's great. Yeah, great. is very very good. And you know, I part of me was like, it's like I was like, yeah, I'm interested in it, but you know, if I, I was thinking, yeah, if this thing has a stamina bar, you know, kiss my butt. It's like it doesn't have stamina bar or any of that stuff. But I am so glad I I went on ahead and played, downloaded and played it because oh, Wolong has skyrocketed to one of my most anticipated games Uh, can't wait to play it um since i completed god of war i'm looking for something to from my backlog to move on to next i do have destroy all humans 2 and i don't know man i mean i'm not having as much fun with destroy all humans 2 as i thought i would uh, I thought it would be I, I thought it would just be this really campy kind of funny uh, third person kind of sandboxish sand you know what I thought it was you know what I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be prototype with humor uh, that's what I thought it was gonna be and, and it's not um you do some things like that, but it is very structured in, in what it wants you to do. Um, like, okay, you need to talk to this person. You have to be wearing a human suit. It's like you can't use any of you, any other tools in your disposal to get the same goal accomplished. You have to be – if you need to talk to, say, someone who is a, a hippie, you got to be in a hippie suit. If you want to talk to a cop, 
You got to be in a cop suit, so on and so forth. That's a lot. I, I didn't like that. Um, controlling the saucer, I thought using that saucer would be a lot more fun. Controls are kind of wonky. Uh, I, I, I'm really thinking I'm going to be wind up trading this game back. In fact, I'm, I'm certain of it. I'm just... And from where I am in the game, I'm finding the humor lackluster, like really, really, really lackluster, like Saints Row, this new trash-ass Saints Row that's come out, like in that kind of lackluster. It, it is, it's just not funny. I, I'm trying to find the humor, I'm, and I'm probably maybe two and a half, three hours into the game and uh, I'm just not seeing it. Uh, I'm not seeing it at all. So uh, I was really disappointed in that. So that game's kind of probably going to wind up going back. Uh, so what I'm probably the next game I'm going to jump into is I'm going to probably start hunting chaos uh, from that um, Final Fantasy action beat 'em up game I that I have actually. and I never got around to actually start playing. I'm also going to turn on my get around to turning on my Xbox, which I haven't turned on in months now, and play through Shadow of War, which I have on disc, because I love Shadow of Mordor a ton. And uh, now that Shadow of War was, you know, properly patched so that you could actually finish the game without without the gotcha. Um, I, I want to check and check that game out and see what's going on. So. I played those games and I got sick <clears throat> and I started like marathon. I, I did what I call sick streaming and <laughs> the sick stream is just when you're not feeling all that well and you just sit in front of your TV and you go to your streaming services and you just start watching, you just start watching stuff, maybe stuff that you really hadn't even thought about really didn't think about watching. And I found myself getting addicted to, a couple different shows, so I'm 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 gonna take a lefty turn in the show just for a quick second. I became addicted to Hell's Kitchen. I don't oh, know if wow. you guys heard of that. Wow, yeah, um, yeah. I started watching from C Hulu has goes from has season one, then they jump to see then they skip two through nine and they go to 10 and they go on from there. I don't know how many seasons of hell's kitchen there were. I marathon season one and then like, like, like a couple of days. I don't know what it is about watching Gordon Ramsay just yell at people <laughs> and curse people out. He's like, um, it's almost like if if Maury Povich said what's probably on his mind to his guests, that's probably what that's probably what Gordon Ramsay's uh, Hell's Kitchen is, because he, he has these chefs and they're always competing for a spot in his restaurant. Like the first season was he was going to fund uh, their own dream restaurant, like they were going to literally get their own restaurant, and then season. 10 that I'm watching now is there uh, no there was season 10 and there was I think there might have been a season before that yeah there was there was there was uh there was another season where uh where he was 
people were competing to be his uh, lead chef for his restaurant at the Paris Las Vegas. And in the season that I'm watching now, they're competing to be the head chef for his uh, also in no his restaurant that's going that was going in at Caesar's Palace, his uh, Dave, David Ramsey's uh, pub and grill. And <clears throat> I don't know. It's like watching the the shenanigans of these people uh, choosing to try and keep the weakest link and getting rid of the strong their strongest competition. And, you know, seeing all the backbiting, the fighting, the season I'm watching now, they I mean, you got chefs getting ready to come to blows in the kitchen. And it's just like. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like tripping out. I, for whatever reason, I just got addicted to that show. Um, another show I was watching, which started out good but turned uh, turned to caca in the end, was this show called Siren. It's from this channel called uh, Free Free Motion or, or Freeform. Freeform, yeah, and. It started out really good, but it, it it got convoluted with adding characters without any real reason. It's like and and basically what Siren is about is like there's this uh, east coast eastern coast uh, little fishing town that is based off the mermaid mythos, and you find out that yeah, mermaids do exist and. Because of all the changes in the climate and, and the pollution of the oceans, they can't reproduce and their their food is getting <clears throat> hunted to extinction. So they got to move on land to try and uh, adapt and get help to to get there so their their species can live. And it like just yeah, it just got convoluted and stupid. And, <clears throat> you know, it's like, oh well, the 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 two protagonists are <clears throat> this couple that uh, are helping this mermaid, and you know they're they're now they're both uh, attracted to the mermaid, and uh, they all want to be married to the mermaid, and then all of a sudden, well, oh no, here comes this other dude that that jumps into the p- picture, and so the woman in the group, well, I like I like him now, and I mean it, it is it is like uh, one part. Uh, sci-fi channel uh, two and a third two and a, two and a quarter parts Ricky Lake and and, and it, it just really turned like to garbage lot. yeah it, it, it was it, it got dumb it literally like the last three or four episodes of the show uh, uh, of the series I just I was just like okay let me fast forward to where I think the uh, characters are being introduced and killed off that had no impact on which it, it was just poorly done well started but poorly ended but the last <laughs> the last show uh i will i discovered and it's one that i watched uh when i was much younger when i was sick because for whatever reason when i was sick as a younger person cartoon network would have these marathons of this program called regular show Oh yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if any of y'all. It, it, okay, Des, you said you you've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, I've watched regular shows. This is a show for people that smoke weed. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Like it, <laughs> if Adventure Time is for people that do LSD, um, the regular show is for people that smoke smoke weed, 
and maybe a little magic mushroom crumbles in 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 the joint because yeah. <laughs> this show <laughs> takes like you know you have these anthropomorphic animals you know you got humans and anthropomorphic animals running around the same universe uh, this blue jay named Mordecai and this raccoon named Rigby, these like uh, early 20s dudes working in a park. And like every episode starts off with like something simple, like uh, <clears throat> the one <laughs> and I had forgotten about all these shows. But like the only time I watched a regular show was when I wasn't feeling well. And then I would just kind of watch it and, you know, kind of probably I was able to get really into it because I was on medication. Uh, I mean, they'll be like, oh, man, we need I I feel like I don't have any respect. And that turns into, you know, this super powered villain coming from this other dimension that is a a uh, a spoof of Billy Mitchell, who is just this oversized head that sprouts legs and arms from his beard and, and challenges challenges Mordecai and Rigby in this video game and like explodes in barbecue sauce when he loses. I'm like, okay, I'm like, y'all was smoking weed. And this is for weed smokers, but I swear, man, I have just been like, I I just been marathoning a freaking regular show. It, it, It is, I, and, and to be honest, I'm not really on medication, so I, I guess it just means my 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 sense of humor is still warped, like it was when I was younger. Uh, so I, I can I can live with that. But yeah, I've just been watching uh, all the seasons of regular show, which are on which are on Hulu. But <laughs> you should try um, if you're really into it. You should look at uh, uh, Gumball. Oh yeah, I uh, yeah I watch uh, yeah I watch I've I've watched Gumball yeah Gumball that's another show that show hits above its target demographics yeah. head cons- like consistently yeah. it is one of the most well written like like Cartoon Network is trash I I mean I hate to say it but as someone who still watches cartoons in his early fifties. Cartoon Network started out as something super dope with like the Brack Show and, you know, Bug, the old school Bugs Bunny and uh, all that stuff. And, and like Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls. And the stuff that it is now is just trash. Like Teen Titans Go. I'm sorry that that show is trash. Um, so the, all of the shows that they have on now, I mean, the, the best the 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 most I've tuned in has been like September is where the Cartoon Network celebrates its its birthday, and for like from like six to eight, and then on the every weekend they marathon their old school original shows, and I had just been locked in watching those, you know, like Grit, the Adventures of Grimm and Mandy. Uh, Dexter's Lab. I mean, those original good shows stuff. were just freaking funny. Yeah, they were. Stuff. You know, they you couldn't show those shows now because you know you, you got to be too. They're they're not sensitive enough. And I I saw several shows of like Dexter that I was 
absolutely shocked that they even let air. Uh, so it, it must have slipped through, slipped through the welcome meter over there at Cartoon Network because I, I was shocked that they that they showed them. But I mean, that was when that network was freaking hilarious, man. And the and the trash that they show now, it it it, it, it hurts. You know, my my little my little niece and uh, uh, well, my nephews kind of kind of stopped watching it. But my little niece, she's like, I I don't even Uncle Count. I don't know why this is supposed to be funny. She told me that herself. She didn't get no coaching from me. And if she's not grabbing it, then I'm thinking their ratings must be in the trash um, for their newer shows, but but yeah. So that's what that's what your boy's been up to these last uh, few days. So with that, we're going to move on to our main event. So Des, why don't you take it away, brother? Welcome back. Okay, so. Thank you to everyone. So we're going to basically do a little bit of housekeeping <laughs> because we had a couple of people who responded to a couple of, um, we had one person that responded to um, a question from episode 181 and uh, that was regarding podcast feedback. So I'm going to read that one and then we're going to go into uh, the question that we had for our last show, which is episode 182. And then we're going to start up like nothing ever happened. So <laughs> So for the, the, the question regarding uh, podcast feedback, longtime listener uh, Crucial Chase on Discord says, uh, cross-pollination from other podcasts can help with reach. The outro is a bit long, but uh, most of the stuff can be put in show's notes and just direct the listener to the show notes. But no one writes down uh, gamer tags while listening, um, while listening, and we get the stuff uh, from the notes. Other than that, great show. I'm down to guest and help uh, with the side cross-pollination. One last thing. Don't write timestamps before the timestamps or timestamps will be treated as a timestamp rather than an intro. If you look at every... If you look, if you took a shot every time Shonaf reminded us he's an old... He's old. We'd be dead. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chase. Yes, you would definitely be old. Or, or or you'd be a rich you'd be you'd be a rich man for all the nickels you corrected so collected so so cool so uh so great so uh one thing that we can uh, stop doing after this one because it's in the in the in the um in the on the outline uh after this one we will no longer be doing our contact information we will we will supply that to you um in the uh. Uh, when I uh, when I post the show, you can get it from the show notes uh, when you when we see the um, the uh, uh, description of the show, you can find it on there. Plus, if you are a member of our discord, it is on our discord contact page as well. So so after this show, we will no longer do it. So there you go. So in episode uh, 182, that was our last episode, uh, the question was, what is your opinion on the overall cost of gaming, consoles, peripherals, games? Are there any practices you follow to save money and manage your library of games? Or are you buying first and playing later? Let us know. So we got a couple of responses. And uh, one of our responses was from Double F 2018 at Fred French, 2017, on Twitter, Mr. Mustard, your friend of mine, says, I'm okay with the price of games. 
usually by the time I'm ready to buy a new game, it's it's way down in price. Well, that's true. Uh, mm. I might buy one or two day one games uh, a year, but I have to say, when a game hits ten dollars or less, it's hard to pass up. Amen, brother. Even if even if the game had rotten reviews, you can't be you can't <laughs> you can't be the deal on a game. See, you were like Joe, so I think Joe has that same kind of thought uh, structure when he's thinking about games. You know, it's like, eh, it's only $10. You know, what was I going to do with $10? Buy like a Happy Meal or something, you know? Maybe I can just buy this game and put it on the shelf. And who knows? It might be a collector. It might be a collector's item in a couple years. So, so yeah, waiting for a sale is definitely a way to keep your costs down uh, for, for this hobby of gaming. Sounds like Joe wants to say something. What are you going to say, Joe? I can say anything. I'm pretty much it's uh I think uh, if you go on Reddit and you look up patient gamers, I mean, there's people out there that uh, basically don't buy anything new. They wait until it goes on sale or hits greatest hits. I mean, if you want to do that path to play content and not curate your own collection, to kind of spoon out whatever's like, you know, (laughs) cheap and or, you know, available on services like PlayStation Plus and uh, Xbox Games Pass. I mean, that's one way to kind of keep your costs down it just depends if they have stuff on those services that will appease what you want to play though that's another thing so yeah understood understood another uh, way is to like always run a generation behind yeah yeah that's a super cheap way to play yeah it's really cheap if you especially if you want to maintain a physical inventory of like like you were saying a physical collection i just don't have that kind of patience mm-hmm. yeah or the space so, uh, so John BT on Discord says, so I ran an inflation adjustment calculation on the on the $299 original PlayStation. Uh, that, that was the cost back in 1995. And it would have cost $522 in 2022. Wow. So that's inflation for your ass. This mm-hmm. means that technically a PS5 disc version at retail price is cheaper in 2022 than a PS1 was in 1995. When I think of this, when I think of the $70 cost of a game now, it seems a lot. But I also have to consider that that the $60 cost of a PS4 game uh, was steady for many years, and before that, it was the same with the $50 price. I'm okay with the current cost as it seems to actually be slightly lower than the overall inf- inflation over time. Well, that's a bit of economics right there that John that John brought into the into the conversation because no one really thinks about it what how inflation affects um, costs, you know, how 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 it co- how it affects, you know, uh, materials, how it affects marketing and how it affects uh, labor to get these games out. So, I mean, when you think about it, in the long run, I guess sixty dollars isn't that bad of a price. Um, um, and Even seventy dollars with all these white knight Xbox fans out there talking about like Last of Us Part One and all yeah. like that. So you know, because uh, you know, these people need to get t- paid for their time. You know, and 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 you know, stuff stuff gets more expensive like the more you live. You know, like as you get as just time rolls on, it's just kind of it, it's crazy how that happens. But yes, that's how it happens. So. You know, yeah, I mean, like, you know, because I'm old, shout out to Chase. Um, okay. I <clears throat> In 1992, uh, I paid, or should I say my parents paid, $24.97 for the Intellivision version of Burger Time. 
In 2022 dollars, that game is $76.64. So there you go. More inflation for your ass. Wow. I'm old too. Uh, thanks to Chase. Um, <laughs> thanks, Chase. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember back in the day, I mean, some carts were like, you know, uh, my Sega Master System version of Fantasy Star 1 was like $80. I remember Fantasy Star 4 for Genesis was like like $109.99 because, you know, it was a 24 meg RAM, you know, cart. You know, it was like humongous, you know, and Sega was charging up the ass for it. But it's like... You know, I have paid more money for games, and if you want something, guess what? You go out and you buy it and you pay for it, you know? That's that's just the way it is, and it just depends whether you, you know, you're dying to have it on your shelf and have the box on your shelf and be able to play it whenever you want, or you're dying to rip it open the day you buy it and be able to go and throw it in and play it, and I think that's where I need to go personally, where I interested in a lot of new different games and I pick them up but then I'm trying to manage the backlog and dealing with all that business so so I definitely need to start saving a little bit more and maybe be a little bit more selective so yeah which is understandable uh, will D on discord says if it's not an absolute must play right now then I wait for a sale good uh, I think that's a really good practice like this practice is definitely easier on PC yeah I can understand that um, I only play uh, through one game at a time. Multiple player, multiple, multi, multiplayers, sports games, and Sims do not count. Wow, that's interesting. That you, that you only play uh, one game at a time and don't play multiple games as you're going through it. That'd be a good question too, just to ask our our player base, just to see, like, if they switch on, if they switch off, or 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 are are they singular in their focus to get or to get the games done? That's a good question. Uh, for for maybe for a future time. Um, but I guess that also co- that also cuts down on on costs too, you know. Because if you're only, if you're really singularly focused on one game, then you can basically play that game, get, extract all the value out of that game before you move on to something else. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a really good that's a really good thought too. Uh, he also goes on to say, if the game is an absolute bust for me, then I ask for a refund. Steam will honor this request if it's within their parameters. Okay, this is PC he's talking about. So, so that's actually you know something that that's in favor of uh, of Steam. You know, they give you that kind of you know that try it before you buy it kind of situation. So yeah, uh, you have to basically ask for the refund within 14 days that you bought it, and you have to have played less than two hours. So it's still pretty good though. Yeah, I mean, think about it. That's that's pretty decent. You know amount of time i think the two hours should be a little longer but i guess what the two hours is probably because sometimes people can can get an indie game you know and beat it relatively quickly and then try to give it back so i can understand why why the two hours is there and then lastly he says for peripherals and and consoles he doesn't really have any decent thoughts about it which is okay because i know that your primary console of choice is the pc so and i feel the pc is a type of console so man there you go uh and then lastly uh crucial chase on discord says <laughs> i'm the wrong one to answer this since i'm so patient at waiting for sales and primarily on pc these days that said i know that historically games have fluctuated from outrageous to reasonable the fact is five 59.99 f- full uh full games have been the norm for so long that it's weird seeing it change 
today we even see thirty nine ninety nine for more B tier or shorter games. If they want to, if they want to go up to sixty nine or seventy nine, they should bring back greatest hits. Like expect, uh, like expected, that game is something to drop in the price uh, in price after a year to give that feeling of quote unquote waiting for video. The movies have movies are uh, big bucks with the astronomical prices at the cinema and reasonable Blu-ray prices are going to streaming networks after six months to a year. A set price drop would mimic that for customers and make, make day one price hikes more prop, more uh, potable. Um, I kind of agree with you uh, a little bit about that, but I think the days it bear with me now. I think the days of greatest hits might be, might be going away. And the reason why I say that is because I think people would rather sell you the game digitally uh, than try to uh, do a, a repackaging and and a price drop. I would like I I don't know if they're going to do that with this current console season. What are your thoughts about that, Joe? Do you think they're going to do that, or do you think it's going to uh, try to get people to just go on their service and get their get their games wait wait for the games on the service instead of instead of trying to like reprint or or uh, repackage games and that way they just sit on the shelves dead on the shelves uh well xbox they sit down the shelves because everyone pretty much plays uh digital and on games pass uh, P- playstation still maintains a greatest hits line that was going away no no in fact they throw new titles in there sometimes uh as well and i'm talking about ps4 of course uh, we haven't seen any greatest hits for ps5 yet but i don't think we're like long enough in the cycle right now to see uh what they would come in at as far as the price but uh i'm thinking too as well you know playstation plus extra is going to get in the mix too because eventually uh, a lot of these games are going to go either the place playstation plus essential or playstation plus um um got extra i always forget the damn tier names and then and playstation plus premium is for all the retro and whatnot but uh like you know certain games get added to the greatest hits line for on the ps4 like you know within the last year like edf 4.1 got added dynasty warriors 8 got added so they're not just adding first party they're also picking and playing around with third party games to throw into the greatest hits line to maybe even get like some of the more less heralded games a little bit more attention on that so so if you're a you know physical game buyer there is you know ways to wait but with the used market and also with the greatest hits line as well so you know you know practically if you want to go to a store and pick up like horizon zero dawn or the uh, first god of war and they you know remake on there or the uh remastered god of war one on there you're able to go and do it you know pick up uh, uncharted 4 you know last of us uh remastered last of us part two you know so but aren't the, but aren't, but the thing is aren't all those games on on the service no and- not all the games are on the service like play uh, last of us part two is not on any particular service so you know it just depends as far as uh cycling in games to playstation plus extra and if they're going to put it on plus essential at some point you know and uh i know um like a lot of the aforementioned games like god of war and whatnot are on both the playstation plus uh games that you get the little like boutique collection if you buy a ps5 they're on there mm-hmm. uh but 
you know, if you look also on PlayStation Plus Extra, you got titles like Bloodborne and Death Stranding and stuff that's been out for maybe a year, year or two where they're going to get extra value uh, from putting on the service. So, Understood. Um, okay, so um, Kev, what is your thoughts uh, on on the overall cost of gaming? You know, are you okay with it? Do you want it? to go down because i know that you are you are physical for life you know you don't want to do digital at, at, at all but but are you okay with 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 the prices going up you know because i'm kind of wondering that that if 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 folks are kind of forced to go more into a digital into a digital style delivery system for games and like i, I i'm really fearful that and I don't think this will happen. I don't think this will happen. And if it if it, ha- it might not happen in my lifetime or our lifetimes, because we're old. Thanks, Chase. But uh, <laughs> but I do think that um, I worry that that it's gonna be some weird thing where it's gonna turn into like vinyl for sets, and then like it's gonna be like you know oh you know this this one game that's coming out from you know you know Kojima. You know, it's gonna have a it's gonna have a physical presence. Ooh, you know, and then because everyone gets so used to be buying stuff digitally, you know, do you think that that's gonna happen? And then and then I just worry that the price of this stuff is going to be more expensive uh, because it's gonna be a a, a, a specialty uh, product instead of a mass market product. Oh, so like we'd have like Rasputin just popping up specifically for gaming, like you know, like Ricky. Yeah. Like yeah, go and buy, you know, a physical copy of Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, for like, a, you know, like, like if everything went through limited run. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, like that, you know, yeah. No, 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 or something like that. But but it would be like you know, like Record Store Day, where yeah. where where you know, there's a day where they basically make you know limited edition vinyl records, you know, and then there's this weird thing where we're now we're looking at. You know, which we sort of are, but we have like, you know, limited edition, you know, purple discs for for the new Prince game coming. I don't know, you know, just making shit up at this point. But but like, I wonder if that's kind of where we're going, you know, and and if people are going to get priced out of buying physical media. I don't think so. I think there's enough of the dinosaurs around to keep that from happening, because the minute that does happen, It's like it, it becomes a prospector's game at that point. You know, people are just going to start buying, you know, rushing, rushing and getting their bots set up to mass order these games if they think it's going to be worth something so they can flip them on eBay. I think there's enough of us <clears throat> who, if are not physical preferred, are maybe a good mix of the two. That would that really the business model currently sees value in putting discs on the shelf. So it's like as, as long as enough of us are are still out there to kick up and scream, kick up dust storm when a game that we think needs to, should have a wider spread physical release and doesn't. Um, I think that will keep it keep something like that from happening. I mean. I understand physical is 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 on the way out. I I understand that. I personally, it's not that I don't I don't I dislike digital. I dislike not owning my shit. 
that's what I dislike. Um, as long as I can, di- I can digitally get something and it's attached to an account that I can take with me wherever I go. Like if I go from PS5 to, to PS6 or to PS7, whatever, I know that those games that I purchased are still on my account. And that I, as long as I can still access them. But even that is a limit because it's like, well, how much, how much space are you going to have for how long? You know, um, so I get it. But I think there's still enough folks who uh, have a desire for physical around uh, that we don't have anything uh, quite that dystopian to worry about. I could be wrong uh, because it yeah. seems like every time, every time I turn around there, there's, you know, which I don't understand. I still haven't figured out digital deluxe editions where they're offering you like some type of ebook. It's like, how do you view the ebook? Is that something you view from your console or is yeah, that something it. you download? Yeah, from it's on email? the console. Uh, it's on oh, the okay. console. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see. I don't know. Nah, I miss me with all that. If you're going to give me a book, I I'm, I need that physical. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not flipping. I'm not flipping pages on my console. I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I can't do that yet. So, uh, so, so how do you save money though, when it comes to this, um, you know, for the, you're trying to get back to the question, but how do you like save money uh, well, with your, with your games? Do you wait or do you buy stuff? I mean, there's a sale on PlayStation every time you turn on your console. That's true. There's always some kind of That's 30, true. 40, 50, 70% off off of some developer, an indie appreciation, uh, a genre appreciation. You know, fighters games are 40% off. I mean, there's always something like that. And and let's not even talk about Steam. You know, you can't you can't kick your your pc over without it activating a a sale so i mean i know some i mean i'm probably being facetious with that because i'm hearing pc folks kind of giving steam the uh, the side eye because they feel that their sales are not as consistent as they have been in the past but i mean for someone who is going to be who is console for as long as they purchase new new gaming content and just kind of sees the pc as just a means to play older stuff i mean you look at the digital store and the digital store is kind of like making it e- a real easy option you know if you can get these discounts every time you turn around i'm assuming it's the same on the xbox side i i, I have no reason to doubt that it's not uh, with Game Pass doing what it's doing, you have that going on there. Uh, so that's how you save money. And again, I go back. If you're really um, uh, saving money, in tw- you know, I think it goes back to each person's definition. If you want a game and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, you run a generation behind, and uh, or or you get a PC, and that is your platform. That's you, all the gaming you do is on PC. You get you a little 1070 running a, a, a you know a, a cheap CPU. You got an inexpensive GPU that can pretty much run just about everything. 
Um, I have a 7800, 78, uh, a 7800X in my PC, and while I could, while I could not run the latest and greatest at, you know, at full settings, I could probably run the latest and greatest. Probably kick down the, if you kick down the resolution to 1080, I could probably get the latest and greatest running at 60 frames per second. Um, with at 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 mid 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 settings i think i mean it, you could do that and everything from th- from uh ps4 backwards runs like a dream on my on my pc like like and it, it, every it did it, it, it just looks better runs better and all that stuff i just picked up bayonetta for the switch and that is a straight up uh, 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 investment. I'm never going to play that because I have Bayonetta on Steam. <laughs> it runs at an unlock frame rate. <laughs> you know? And it looks way better. and performs way better. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's how you... It, everybody is going to have to de- define their value and what they deem is saving money in, within gaming their own way. Um, Agreed. You know, you really kind of gotta gotta see what's best for you. And then I know this is doubly, you know, sure for you, Joe. You know, because you, you know, always are are kind of walking that, you know, thin line. You know, about like, you know, what you're gonna purchase, what you're gonna wait for. You know, what kind of things are coming with it? If it's a still book or not. Um, so I know you probably have, you know, a lot of, you know, and, and, and because you've been, you know, in the game uh, for a long time, like you've seen these prices go up and you've seen this happen, you know, and you've, and you've, and, and you've always kind of continued your, your passion, you know, for, for collection and, and for playing games. So, you know, do like, do you you know, do any practices to save any money or do you buy first and play later? You know, do you employ all of these or none of these? So, so what are some of your habits? My habits basically, um, if there, if there are games coming out that I feel is kind of niche or something that I'm interested in playing, you know, I kind of almost in a way, especially if it has like, um, pre-order bonus or a steelbook or something i just buy it when it comes out and then i'll set it aside to be able to play at a later time which is probably a bad practice and something i need to probably get out of the habit of uh, maybe or be a little bit more selective about it you know uh, as far as saving money a lot of times i'm using my um best buy credit card exclusively for like a lot of my transactions as much as i can because I'm able to get enough um, rewards on certificates, basically, from, you know, basically just using the credit card and then paying it off immediately, where I'm, you know, basically getting uh, sometimes, you know, like uh, they run promotions like to get like a $75 certificate if you spend over $3,000 over six weeks. And, you know, if I'm putting everything, including my, you know, utility bill, my... (laughs) cable bill and uh, you know my costco run my gas on there you know i i, I could get over those um dollar amounts enough so where i am you know reaping the rewards for just doing regular financial transactions during my normal day-to-day you know so that's a free game right there for me you know a free you know game of, on release 59.69 you know so 
Steve, but you know how to work the system, though. And I think that's, <clears throat> I think you're one of those people that's willing to do that. You know, where some of the people are just not willing to do that. And so they do, you know, work, you know and, and put it on. But, but I think for you, though, you really like, <clears throat> you really like the whole process of it. You know, I think that's, I think that's, that, that sets you apart from other people. It's like you like that. You know, you yeah. like the thrill of the hunt. And I think that's something that's, that's, you know, not good or bad. It's just, uh, it's part, I, I'm part actually of... in awe of, of, of some of the ways that you're able to, you know, uh, pinch a game out of people, you know? So, you know, and I think it's, I think it's great, you know, some, uh, you know, I, I think it's great most of the time. Uh, like for instance, GameStop, uh, basically destroyed, um, field destroyed, uh, Babylon's fall. And I just went and asked my local GameStop manager kindly, uh, to see if maybe they had a couple of copies in the back before they threw it in the dumpster. And, you know, I did get a couple of copies of Babylon's Vault. So I've been meaning to fire that bad boy up and I'm going to be playing it before the service shut off in February. So it's so crazy. There's literally this dead games. Just going to throw them in the dumpster. Jeez. Yeah, that's basically that's sad. It. <laughs> sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they can't sell them. You know, I know that, you... but still, it's just sad. It's just, it's a sad feeling, you know, <laughs> it's just to be reduced, you know, like that. But, the hey, thing about happens. it is, is I don't know if it becomes a collector's item. I really doubt it, but, you know. Oh, I doubt it, too. But yeah. I mean, I'd be really game. surprised if that happened. You know, some yeah. people out there really want to play Battleborn or something, which is from Gearbox. And, of course, the servers are down on that. So there's no way to proceed. You know, People start making their own servers and stuff, and that's just a whole nother level. That's just oh yeah, silly to me. Like no, but, but hey, it, you know, it just passion. depends on some some certain games uh, are not reprinted and start accumulating and going up in price. Like you know, I've owned PS4's Godzilla from Bandai Namco, and I traded it back into GameStop. I'm like, okay, I don't want this. This game's jank. This game's butt. But then you go look right now in the resale market, and Godzilla for PS4 is going for around three to four hundred dollars so it's like you know. <laughs> never know you know but again you can't i mean you can but it's like you can't really play the market like that or you'll, yeah you know. right now Sekiro is like kind of out of print and so uh the price of that starting to creep up you know uh, there's other games out there like uh nintendo put the pokemon sword and shield up with dlc on the cart and uh that came out for like the actual retail price of the game plus the DLC. And now that's going up in value. Like Pokemon, anything usually goes up in value regardless. So yeah, it's crazy. You know, I remember when Chrono Trigger came out for the DS of all things, and they were just selling it for a normal retail price, but because it's Chrono Trigger, it's <laughs> gone up so much in value. It's like kind of nuts. And the same thing, you know, anything final fantasy seven related. So it just depends on the resale market. And, kind of where things are so yeah. mm-hmm. you know one of the most expensive games on the playstation 4 right now is uh, attack on titan 2 <laughs> final battle so you know so, kevin's kind of felt the felt the rage because berserk went up in, in value too so yep so i, I did. know you want to buying buying it digitally because the physical is way too much so. yeah i'm not yeah, that, that game is not that good to warrant that <laughs> that amount yeah. of money but, you know, it's funny, you know, Street Fighter 2, I paid $97 for the SNES cart uh, from Good Guys back in 1991. That in current value is $210.93. So 
So I, I, I'm, I don't even want to hear about this $70 arguing, argument anymore. Now, granted, that was a special thing, but we were, there was like, uh, ActRaiser. I think I paid 80 bucks for ActRaiser. You know, so there were other, um, there were other carts at the time that would kind of garner the, or, or were given this uh, premium price to it. But, I mean, carts were not cheap. No, they were not. They were not cheap. So I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear about, I don't want to hear about people bitching and moaning about $70 in uh, games. If you, if you don't want to buy them day one or, or release window, then just wait for the sale Wait for them to go sale on Steam. Wait for them to go on sale in the digital store of choice, and just be and just go in knowing that I am going to be one of those people that's going to wait because I don't see the value in paying seventy dollar games. But don't the thing I don't like is that you got folks that are that are pocket watching other people that are enjoying their hobby, spending their spending their hard earned money the way they see fit. And folks are trying to call them out for spending seventy dollars on on stuff that they want, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. So it's like that uh, guy you mentioned some you um, user on Twitter that was like you know following people in the Best Buy and and trying to like you know you know ask them about purchasing like an Xbox or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's the old. Oh, I can't. I was about to say the name, but it just slipped my mind. Um, yeah, but that's the old, like old dealer video. or guy. no, it wasn't him. It was uh, dang, I can't remember. But anyway, it was one. It was oh, yeah. someone of that ilk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that, I, you know, on Twitter, I'd be browsing throughout the day, and they say, "Oh, Paris is in the discussion about Last of Us Part Part One again." Like in multiple Twitter conversations, talking about seventy. $69.99 after yay yay. And of course he got the game uh, you know, sent to him for free to, for review, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, because he's he is he and others like him are influencers and they make money by trying by influencing folks. Yeah. And I got no problem with that. Make your money how you're gonna make your money, but folks just have to understand that. With the label of influencer in my mind, your opinion just goes right into the toilet because <laughs> I know everything that you're saying, at least on social media, has a financial benefit behind that. You cannot convince me otherwise that anybody that calls themselves an influencer, whether they call themselves that, you know, as, as they self-label or if just by the way they present their content, that's how it's coming across. You can't tell me that anything that they say on social media has any significant weight behind it. It's all about how can I get the next payday? And that pay can either be in, you know, financially or it can be in access. Phil yeah. Spencer ain't taking everybody out to dinner in L.A. before E3 just because you got a YouTube channel. Konnichiwa, Paris. Konnichiwa. So, you know, and again, I'm not hating. I'm just saying you, the general public has to understand the difference between somebody giving their honest opinion and somebody being an influencer. 
That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, all righty. So I want to say thank you to everybody who who you know chimed in and gave us your opinion. We really appreciate it. Uh, so for episode 183, the next one, our question is, uh, with the death of Stadia, stay tuned for more info in the news section. Uh, that's in the jabroni news section, by the way. Uh, what are your thoughts on cloud-based gaming? Was, was uh, Stadia too soon to be viable? Was the marketing bad or something else? Let us know your thoughts and we'll discuss them on our next show. Um, and I think that's a fantastic segue into the Jabroni Gaming News. Thank you there, uh, Nemo. Thank you, Jabroni. Of course. So, yeah, uh, time for news. Cue that news song. What, no news is good news? Or... Yes. <laughs> All right. And first thing off, like uh, Des has mentioned, yes, uh, Google has dropped the hammer and has uh, basically notified everyone that Google Stadia is shutting down in January on there. It's going to be shutting down as of January 18th. On here, of course, you know, everyone kind of saw it uh, writing on the wall uh, with this. But, yeah, uh, they are going to be able to refund people for both the hardware purchasing and also any games that might have been purchased uh, via the Google Store. On there, they're going to have the majority of the refunds completed in mid-January 2023, and more details are available via its help center. Of course, there's a statement from Phil Harrison, the uh, vice president of Stadia and general manager of Stadia on here. There's a blog post you can go and check out if need be. Uh, there was a lot of kind of uh, you know, back and forth on here. Of course, there is a Stadia community, believe it or not, but there is. In fact, there's one gamer I follow on Twitter just because I, I kind of considered his enthusiasm like kind of interesting to see where the Stadia um you know user base was coming from on here in fact the, the gentleman has a stadia tattoo on his uh, one of his arms yeah and uh he stated that he doesn't regret it in the least on there so and uh you know also too uh they are looking for stadia to possibly go in and um, update the controller so that the controller can be usable via Bluetooth on other platforms, including PC and Android devices. Right now, you can use a Stadia controller wired on PC and on phones on there, so it's not exactly going to be e-waste right away. But I think uh, for the people who enjoy that controller, and from what I've heard, that controller is actually pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I remember, uh, did you have one, Joe? No, I did not. No, I've never bought a Stadia controller. So no, I thought were we somewhere, and I got to hold one. I don't know, but anyway, it looks it looks good, and I'm glad that people have <clears throat> have actually you know asked uh, Google <clears throat> to do something about that, or updating the firmware, or doing something that can allow this this to be used on <clears throat> excuse me on other platforms because. You know, since it's computer-based, it should be able to be used on a computer as a computer console. You know, and I just don't know if if Google wants to get into the um, peripherals uh, department. And maybe that's why they're very hesitant to do that, because then there's all this other stuff that they have to do. 
and yada, yada, yada. And if they're trying to phase it out, um, that just might be something that they don't want to invest any money or infrastructure into. So, so I think it's great that people are asking, but I, for me, I wouldn't hold my breath. I don't think that those controllers are going to happen, you know, for me, I don't, well, think, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, we'll see. There was a, I saw a tweet earlier today from someone within Google or works in Google saying that the team is looking at it right now, but uh, um, they might not be able to do it in time or be able to open it up. You know, some people are relying on the community possibly to do an open source kind of thing, but there is some sort of encryption to be able to get in there. So we'll see if they're able to, uh, you know, be able to do that. Otherwise, you know, a lot of these controllers are going to become e-waste on there. And, uh, of course, another kind of a, a wrinkle to all this is that developers were still working on Stadia games, and this came out of the blue as far as this decision, and a lot of them were kind of posting on social media saying that they're completely surprised. In fact, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed came out this past week for Google Stadia, like, and basically Man. it came... It came out like a couple of days prior to this announcement, and so their social media teams like, oh, they responded to their initial post indicating Hot Wheels Unleashed now on Stadia. So, oh, never mind. <laughs> so, and th- and that's so sad because that's wasted development time. That's I know. the money spent in developing for Stadia at for a game for you know for that game was money just wasted. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to I got to Did we really think it wouldn't end up this way with Stadia? I, I, I mean, really? You, you have a platform, a cloud-based platform that wants you to, spill, to spend real money for games that you cannot own. They are tied to the platform. So if Stadia goes away... You can't take your copy of Cyberpunk 2077 and translate it over to Steam or Epic Store or GOG or whatever. You can't play it. You're not downloading it anyway. It's up in the cloud somewhere. But you, they wanted you to spend full price for games you could not own. You could not download. You could not save to your own personal drive and utilize on other platforms. That to me is the scam of digital. I'm sorry. I, I, I That's just the way I see it. You, I'm not going to give you money. And then you turn around and tell me at the end of the day, when all the fine print is looked at from under the microscope that I don't own shit. Mm-mm. That's a scam. I'm sorry. This was a scam from the jump just because of that. Technology might have been great. It might have could have really turned into something wonderful for those who do to work schedules and lifestyles can't be tied down to a box in front of the living room. I get all that. I understand all that. But the fact that I can't own my content is a grift. It was funny though that they that they actually because you know Google got deep pockets if they're gonna be like giving all this you know refunds to everybody that's just like okay we're done yeah <laughs> it's just like, we're wow. just like 
I, I have to think this was some type of tax write-off thing. I I don't even know Probably. if a company like Google even pays taxes in America because, you know, taxes only are only paid by people that can least afford them in this country. Uh, so I don't even I don't even know. But just the way that this business model was structured just shout just said grift to me. Like, you know, and I'm t- and this is coming from somebody that bought an Amico, you know, <laughs> and even I saw this shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the developers were actually commenting on Twitter and one particular user at Necrosophy, and this is Brandon Shetfield uh, from that particular developer. Um, but he commented that uh, I know everyone's having a great time laughing at this, but Stata had the best dev revenue of any streaming service, and they were going to be launching a game called Hyper Gunsport in November, and they were going to recoup their dev costs by releasing on Stadia on here. So, and coulda, um, woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know, woulda, shoulda. <laughs> yeah, they you're, said you're, you're charging me full price for something I can't own. I'm, that is just a hill that I cannot get over. I, I just personally cannot get over that. And well, you well, it's, it's, it's Netflix, and you got Netflix and Hulu. It's, yeah, but I'm not paying full price to stream a movie. It's it's all rolled into my subscription. You know, okay, if, if they would have done it in tears, that would have been fine. But you mean I gotta pay for the subscription and then turn around and pay for AAA games on top of that? And still not on. Come on, bro. Come on, man. There's some gamers out there. They enjoyed it. Obviously, I know you're in the uh, other camp on there. I know no, I'm of... not saying people can't enjoy it. But yeah. if you can't see the grift in the business model, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, I mean, let's just go back to the to the to the covered wagon and the snake oil salesman at this point. Yeah. <laughs> No, I definitely understand. Uh, there's an opinion piece. If you go look on Eurogamer, uh, there is an opinion. And basically the gist of the whole piece is that Stadia was doomed from the start by putting ownership prices on something that never felt like ownership. So Because like, it wasn't. It's not yeah. like it didn't feel like it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the people that enjoyed the service, They, I mean, I was reading some opinions of people, and it's like they've gone on to try xCloud. They have gone on to try GeForce Now. Uh, they both said that xCloud is like straight-ass garbage in comparing to the tech that Google had for Stadia. So it's like they, they're that upset because it's not like they're going to be able to transition over to another streaming service of some sort because it's, it's not built as good as the tech with Stadia on here. I had an opportunity you know, back when Google was kind of testing this stuff out, and I played uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey on it. And I got a free copy actually on Stadia that I could play <laughs> on there. Obviously, the service is going down, but the, there's some uh, also some exclusive games. There was this that Pixel Junk Raider game that uh, was a Stadia exclusive that stayed on that platform exclusively. That I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen with those games that are on there. I'm hoping uh, that maybe these uh, companies will be able to you know be able to get the release these games elsewhere. If need be, but you know, it's it's you know for the people that put the money down on this and invested enough time to where they you know met people through Stadia, they 
play games through Stadia on here. I could see where it's it's a loss on here. It's just a big misstep and another kind of foregone prophecy of having something backed by Google that's ultimately going to fail, quote unquote. No, it's just sad because I really, yeah. I really do feel bad for the developers because they were trying to, you know, see another pathway to get their games out. And it yeah. sucks. And I really hope that some of them are given some kind of compensation, you know, for 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 working on on something, you know, with with the with the expressed um, with the expressed uh, conclusion that that it would come out or, or see something or they'd be profitable or something. So, yeah, I really, I really hope that it doesn't get to the point where they have to sue, you know, over lost profits or or, or, or work. Uh, because of the time and effort that they put into it, you know, and I really hope that that Google, as a show of goodwill, will will compensate some of them for their for their time if they're if they have if they definitely if they have cut off other funding streams, you know, or uh, because of you know Stadia exclusivity or or whatever. So, and I think I think I think Google might do something like that, given the fact that Google has is going to still still keep their they're uh keep allowing developers to develop stuff you know on their platform so people can still develop it test games on there they just won't be a a digital service that 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 is forward facing to the public so so what it sounds like in some of the other articles is that uh people developers will still be able to use the cloud service to test out games and stuff like that so if you've been developing on stadia you still can use those services it just will not be housed by stadia anymore you know and so i think that's what sucks is because it was supposed to be you know development to marketplace and now that marketplace is no longer there so any kind of monies or, or or revenues that they were thinking about getting you know through that exclusivity exclusivity is gone so so i think it has to be more than just allowing the developers to 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 continue to develop on their platform they have to give them something else because they have loss of revenue now because now they're going to have to go someplace else you know in order to you know gog or steam or someplace else to get those games out to get those games out and to recoup the costs so i just really hope that that google makes it right by the by the you know by the developers that that's my hope yeah, I'm hoping because if they're going to compensate users and refund everything in full, they should be also working on the back end and handling developers. I know Bungie was kind of sad to see it happen because they commonly use the Stadia version of uh, Destiny 2 to do a lot of their testing for new versions of it on there. They commented the fact that uh, once the pandemic happened, that instead of having the download a big ass file for these people working from home and, and doing play testing that they basically started working off the stadia version and it worked perfectly for them on there and they didn't have to bother with downloading anything per se on there um there is some also too some responses from other companies ubisoft is working to bring stadia players through pc through ubisoft connect on here so be able to bring over your save game data on there for ubisoft plus at least and switch to pc on here um and i know other developers are working to see if they're able i know bungie right now is uh 
also looking to see what they could do to you know be able to help any impacted players on Stadia to be able to retain their save data and if they're going to move over to a different platform to continue their Destiny 2 play on here. But, uh, you know, I think it's a foregone conclusion as far as my opinion. I mean, I already knew with the state of the internet and to be able to, you know, like I'm sitting here right now with, I only could get a hundred down, you know, in my particular area, you know, in this little neck of the woods in Fresno on there. And I know people out in the, in the suburbs that were the um, rural areas basically are kind of stuck with really crappy internet. And unfortunately that's just the way it goes. I think this is something that might have a valid use maybe 10 to 20 years from now when, like, you know, we're on to 5G, 6G at that point on there. And, you know, the whole ownership situation, like you mentioned, Kev, is a whole other thing in the nutshell, too. I don't feel like I own anything, especially if, like, for instance, Google could just shut this down (laughs) no matter what. I never felt confident to pay $60 for anything. I was like redeeming some free games and signing up for like free trials, but that's about my experience with Stadia. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, those developers get paid out. And uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's good PR that they're paying those customers, giving those customers refunds on their Stadia purchases. I feel sad for them. They're like starting, like, you know, going on and starting online petitions. <laughs> so it's like they want their stadium yeah. to still be retained. But uh-huh. yeah, yes. I don't think you're going to get Google to do anything about yeah. anything. <laughs> so, so deal with it, bro. And eventually you'll die and stadium will go. Punish me harder, daddy. I mean, this, that's, I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I. <sighs> And that's like you know the abused partner going back to the to the dude that's cracking you upside the skull and saying I'm sorry because you're paying full price for shit you don't own. <laughs> I'm I can't get past that man. I'm sorry, and and you know I don't mean to make light of people that you know maybe like you were saying have met folks and this whole connectivity and community thing that was behind stadia i get all that but at the end of the day when you look at that business model just for what it was it was a grift sorry yep poor one out for good old stadia so all right, and next thing I want to talk about, um, there was a new game being unveiled, which, you know, kind of was in the rumor mill for a while. But good old Omega Force, you know, developer of said Dynasty Warriors titles, Todekin, other titles, um, they are working with Electronic Arts and they're unveiled their latest game called Wild Hearts. It's coming out on February 17th. Uh, 2023 for PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and PC. It's basically their new hunting action, and I was reading some articles and whatnot uh, that they were working on this for uh, quite a few years. This was kind of working off of the work they did on Todekin and Todekin 2, but they decided to do a new IP versus uh, continuing to do a sequel on the Todekin series instead on here so they did bust out with this trailer that's the reason why that there is a kind of a firm release date for this because of the fact that they have been working on this for quite a bit of time 
on here. The game is basically a hunting game. So imagine uh, something in the Monster Hunter type world on here with uh, fantasy, you know, mythical Japanese beast and whatnot. Um, as far as what was seen on the trailer, if you happen to check it out, there is some sort of building uh, aspect to the gameplay as well on there. So imagine um, a little Fortnite action, building platforms and that threw stuff. me off. Yeah, that threw me off big time. I'm 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 like you know what? Yeah, this is a quote from Yosuke Hayashi from uh, <clears throat> Tecmo Games. It says, "With Wild Hearts, not only did we want to showcase the evolution infusion of real threat caused by Kimoto, which is one of the monsters on here, we also wanted to create a game where crafting was at the core of the experience, redefining what could be possible in a beast hunting game. We have placed great care in designing our Katakuri." to fit within the combat and we're excited for players to use these powerful mechanisms to fight giant beasts and traverse the world so if you look at the trailer you can see like players are able to build like these platforms to be able to shoot you know like um, a bow user to be able to go in and do that or to build up a platform that way you can attack the monster and what do the... head- headshots and okay whatnot, so. I'm, I'm trying to be pot never mind continue i'm sorry no, go ahead, say what, you're gonna say. <laughs> what does putting Okay, I think about Monster Hunter World using the bow, right? Yeah. Using the different ranged weapons. And you had different ranges. You had to you had to get in and out of your range and counter for the, that monster's attacks. I did not see what the benefit was of standing on top of a stationary object with this rampaging three, four, five-story beast, in you're just a sitting duck, really. I mean, I mean, unless unless you're this thing is charging up your shots, or like for every shot that you shoot from this platform, does twenty times more. I don't know. It it just really seemed out of place in the trailer, and. Uh, as someone who's just a little bit tired of, oh, because this makes a lot of money, we can do this too. And Monster Hunter does make a lot of money. And I'm surprised that we can do this too hasn't happened sooner. I mean, at least I, I think it maybe has, but something this blatant, you know, I would not be surprised if Capcom's attorneys are in conference <laughs> regarding some of this stuff that I saw in that trailer. Um, it's like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm just like, why, you know, Monster Hunter makes a lot of money. Fortnite makes a lot of money. Hmm. Let's, let's, let's do the, 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 you know, peanut butter and chocolate method and mix them together. And we got building in, in a hunting game. Okay. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Got any opinions, Desmond? Yeah, I think it looks interesting. I'm I'm really can't wait to try it. You know, I I think it's um it could be something that's new and interesting, added to the, like the hunting genre. You know, is it is it a derivative of Monster Hunter? Of course it is. Monster Hunter is like the all time like big ass king of like monster hunting games. You know, and if they're gonna add 
you know, another element to it. I hope it, I just hope it works. You know, I, I really liked both of the other games that this, that, that they brought out, you know, I really wish it was a Totokin, but if this is the evolution of the Totokin, you know, series, um, I'm, I'm here to, to try it out. Like, I think it looks good. <clears throat> I'm, I'm interested in it. I want to see what happens. So, yeah. The, we'll try it. the guy heading up the uh, developments, he directed the first Neo on there so and so he's working on it yeah. in particular i think so. it could be i think it could be something that that will it reinvent the genre no it's not it's not there for that you know i think it's just i think they were looking at at what their competitors were doing and saying okay how can we do this you know and and make it a, and make it kind of fit in you know yeah. and i'm and i'm wondering i want to see like if if it is necessary if it is going to be a useful addition to the to the formula the 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 formula that that they brought in you know is it going to be useful is it going to is it going to work you know i i like the person you know there's more flourishes like the person that was using the the umbrella i thought that was really kind of cool because that reminded me of uh that one character from from samurai showdown so i can't remember i think samurai showdown three or something but but like I don't know, it it, it looked kind of cool. So so I I'm gonna try it. I, I think yeah. it's gonna I think it's gonna look good. I think I think it's gonna look good. I just really hope it plays good. Yeah, uh, there is crossplay. It's gonna be supported through all platforms, so you'll be able to play with Xbox and PC players. From I'm buying it on so. I'm buying it on PlayStation. So. Oh yeah, we all. If they if they come up, cool. If not, oh well. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm playing on PS5, so. Yeah. That's no, what I'm playing on. No Switch version. This is a definitely a next gen version game. And that's fine. I, I don't so. think everything needs to be on every console. So, so, but I'm happy that it's on PS5. I hope it looks. I hope it looks. I, I just hope it looks good, and I hope it plays good. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. And I kind of give you know Tec Tecmo Koei, Koei Tecmo, whatever you want to call him, potato potato. Um, but uh, you know, Omega I Force. Omega Force, yes, the developer. Uh, we haven't really seen any new Dynasty Warrior games announced. We haven't seen any new uh, games that they usually work on, no Samurai Warriors or anything like that. They've kind of decided to work on new IP, and I'm thinking they're getting Good. rewarded for it, too. So, uh, because, you know, I know you really dig in Wo Long, and of course, you know, that game basically Kev is like another, you know, Koei Tecmo joint, Team Ninja mm. specifically, and uh, I know the other game they announced during the PlayStation, the latest PlayStation conference, the one that looks pretty badass. Rise of the Ronin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're not just going back and doing the same old stuff because i thinking, really, they're looking at the West as being something that their audiences are at. And unfortunately, if you go and look at the console sales in Japan, they mean basically PS5 and Xbox series consoles are not selling all that great. And it's all switch, switch, switch. Pretty, yeah, pretty. Much Nintendo that. runs that realm. Yeah. As much as Xbox fans and say, oh, phone. like Xbox series sold more than PS5 in Japan. Oh my God, what's going on? Oh, look at the gains that they're making, you know, like, <laughs> And I know a, a certain host on another podcast talking very specifically about that. But if you look at the sales numbers, oh wow, they sold 
4,000 consoles in a week in Japan versus 3,000 for PS5, where Switch is selling like in the tens of thousands each week on there. So, uh, and yeah, all of they're, that they're, gets they're... reversed when a game with the words Final and Fantasy come out. Yes. Completely reversed. And then, oh, well, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not about the console, it's about the games, what's available. And, and that that realm right now is run by Nintendo and Sony. Sometimes Sony's on top, sometimes Nintendo's on top. Xbox has never been on top over there for any measure really worthwhile measurable amount of time. It's that's just the way it is. You know, so I don't know. I, I hope this game turns out good. I'm 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 probably giving it two more shit than it deserves just from this trailer. But when I saw that, when I saw these Fortnite construction stuff going, I'm like, come on, y'all, really? I, I you know. So anyway, maybe it'll be good. I hope it'll be good. It looks pretty, but I think I'm saying I'll just wait for World Two. Hope hope springs eternal, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as the new day comes, who who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll see more gameplay that will catch your eye on their kit. So. Yeah, I. <laughs> and last but not least, my last news story for this episode: um, PlayStation Stars is coming. So, what's PlayStation Stars? You ask. Well, it is a. Um, digital reward program that's linked to your PlayStation account to be able to earn rewards, completing a variety of campaigns and activities on here. So it is coming out in the U.S. and on October 5th. It's launched already launched in Asia September 29th. It's coming to Europe and Australia on October 13th. Um, there is two types of rewards loyalty points and digital collectibles on here. The, the digital collectibles are not tradable. So they're not like, um, any sort of NFT or anything like that. And, uh, basically you're able to go onto your phone via the PlayStation app and to be able to see as far as where your star rating is at on here. So, uh, part of the, um, Digital rewards that you're going to get are like, you know, uh, pick, you know it, if you look at it, it's very similar to if you played Astro's Playroom, all the little digital doodads and knickknacks that you collect in that game on here. So you're getting like uh, mascots from Ape Escape 2, PlayStation 3, Pocket Station. You're getting like the uh, cat mascots from Japan, Toro and Kuro on here polygon man from the infamous like playstation one uh, us ad campaign from back in the day so on here and of course the other kicker is that you're able to earn points to to get digital currency as well so on there i know a lot of xbox fans and i've talked to a few xbox fans on another show i'm on but they seem to like to go in uh, every month and grab their Game Pass rewards and to be able to play certain games so they could earn points so they could get currency to buy more games. And so it's like almost like another way like achievements were back in the day to give themselves incentives to try different games if need be. And that this is kind of a similar 
type of deal with PlayStation on here. And of course, there was a little controversy about it because, of course, as, as you go on with this PlayStation Stars business, you get to earn tiers. So you could be level one, level two, level three, or up to level four. And of course, someone data mined this thing, found out they announced in Japan at least that if you're level four, if you need to talk to support chat for whatever reason, you get uh, a priority assistance on their web application. So, of course, people are getting upset saying, that, of course, that, you know, everyone should get the same access to customer support. <laughs> on there and a lot of outrage at least in the Japanese community of course uh, once you saw this posted on news articles on various western news outlets you also saw the Twitter outrage as well of course so opinions thoughts on this I think I might check my phone to see what it is exactly I'm not exactly you know like oh my god I've got to get that polygon man icon for my <laughs> uh icon collection or anything like that but you know you, you got my ears perked up with digital currency but any thoughts two gentlemen i don't i uh i don't like i just like i like nintendo's version you just you know buy games they give you coins you move on the whole thing about having to um I, I I don't know. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you earn rewards by completing a variety yeah. of campaigns and activities. So our monthly check-in campaign requires you to play any game to receive a reward. Other campaigns will ask you to earn specific trophies or being among the first players to platinum a blockbuster game in your region. On here, so and those just, are the. And I'm like, okay, but I don't use the app. Like I don't I don't want to use the app. So. It, can I get through it through the computer or do I have to use the app? It's through the app to start out with and oh. they're work they're working on implementing it console. So <sighs> Yeah, I mean I I I guess if people want to do that, fine. But I don't think I'm gonna participate. Like I don't I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Kev? Oh, Kevin's not feeling it. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my <laughs> microphone was not. I have zero interest in this. Right? It like, just doesn't like, seem... Like zero. It's like, okay, I, I, I don't... I, I'm, I'm kind of in that same in that same boat. I was thinking that, that as you earn trophies, the trophies might have some type of you know, like a uh, platinum trophy would have an X amount of value and a silver trophy might have this amount of value and uh, a bronze trophy would have X amount of value. And as you earn trophies just simply through playing the game, that score would accumulate into di into the equivalent of that digital currency that you could then use on the PlayStation Store. To me, that's simple and straightforward. Right. I mean, you can give me these these octagon, you know, visual trophies if you want, but you know, then you start talking about well, if you were the first to get this trophy in this region and this that and the third, <laughs> and you know, mm -hmm. if 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 Billy Bob and Timbuktu gets 
gets this trophy at the same time you do accounting for the time changed and you get this amount of value and you check in your activity card. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't want to, it sounds confusing on the, on, on the offset. I have zero interest in getting involved with that. Don't care about it. Cause like, I, I, because like I thought that's basically what it was going to be as I earn trophies those trophies are going to represent digital currency that I could cash in on the PlayStation Store. Simple, straightforward, okay, fine. You want to give me these little things? Cool. But this sounds like I got to do homework. Yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to do homework. I'm trying to play a game. <laughs> there was a user on the PlayStation blog that commented that they live in Asia and they looked at their phone and looked at the Stars program. The app told them to buy one of uh, the following games, including Last of Us Part 1, Soul Hackers 2, and you'll get 50 points to complete the task on here. But they Oh, so at- buying games is a task now? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you I... Gotta, you got to buy, oh. buy games, too. So. Well, you get extra points by buying certain titles. And the thing is, they looked at see what the 50 points gets them. To redeem a gift card in their territory in Asia, equivalent to five dollars, you need four hundred and seventy-five points. So, jeez, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, well, it just depends. I I have to take a look to see what other activities, like if you get a trophy, how much points you get, or that kind of thing. So, I don't mind getting points for buying games, That's but don't right tell right. me what games I need to buy, and then tell me what the points associated with those games are. That that that's just that's just kind of a little bit slimy. It it just doesn't sound right to me. I I don't know. Maybe if there the that meant there was additional points above and beyond, like you got fifty extra points beyond the normal price. Maybe, but even that sounds slimy. You know, I don't. It's like I just need that store to show me what's new, what's hot, maybe what other people are buying. I don't need I don't I don't I don't need Big Brother to tell me what what how to spend my money, you know I, I I'm good on that. Right. I can well, figure that part out on my own. Yeah, out of the three of us, I do use my PlayStation app a little bit. I do access it there, like redeem codes if I go and do my monthly GameStop, like use my five bucks to go grab a ten dollar PlayStation card if need be. So. I will let you guys know next episode exactly what it is and if it's anything yeah, worth a damn. So, it's like I use the app only when my um, when my party chat is is not working right because my party chat has been working off and on for the past couple of months. It's just really weird, but I think since I got a, I had to upgrade upgrade my router uh, last week, and since I did that, it's 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 all. It, everything works as it should so i think that yeah. was i think that was my problem yeah i will redeem my playstation plus games on the app i'll look at what's on playstation extra i have my consoles connected so i'm able to remotely download games i don't have to be around my console at all i could do that uh using the app and i really appreciate the app i use the app quite a bit actually so yeah the app itself is cool this uh uh, this, the yeah, this tier stuff, and yeah, I, I'm gonna, if it, if it was straightforward, I'd be cool. But I don't know. I'll have to see how straightforward it is. I think the explanation is kind of wonky. To tell yeah, that's not true. Yeah. 
let us know out there if you happen to take a look at this and you know if it's something you know john i think out of any of the listeners you probably might check this out it just depends if you use the app i'm not even sure so but uh but that is the jabroni news the news that you want to use if you so choose so all right so thank you so much jabroni chief for that game night takes place every thursday evening 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern standard time so what you'll want to do folks is you want to hit us up on our uh on our twitter page click the link to our discord and click the click the uh the section for our game night where you can post what games you want to play with us if we don't have it we'll get it uh so hit us up there and uh, let us know what games you'd be interested in playing and we will get those games to play with those who enjoy our content that we're doing here uh for the last time yeah uh we are going to do our context but before we do that because it's been a long time i'm a little out of sorts special shout out to those who took place in our who, who took part in our main event so thank you to crucial chase double f john bt will and will d uh special shout out to you folks for interacting with us uh in our in our um uh what is that what is that app that we use discord discord yes yes discord uh thank you for for you for interacting with us in our discord forum uh check us out there if you want to be able to discuss video games the video game business video game interests without all the toxicity that goes on in larger social media platforms we get varied opinions without the nonsense hit us up on our link in our Twitter feed for our Discord server. I think you'll have a nice time. We're building a what I think is a pretty cool community. We got news, uh, videos, all kinds of stuff that we find video game related on the internet. We post links there uh, so folks can uh, check a variety of stuff out all in one place. That being the Gaming Vessels Discord server. <laughs> Uh, for the last time, our contacts. Uh, you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something you want to respond to or if you yourself like to be on our show and get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to those who partake of our show, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. On social media, we have a Twitter page. Gaming at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M, G-A-M, I'm sorry, <laughs> my brain farted again, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S, hit the link, that's where you find a link, to, uh, hit our um, Twitter page, that's where you find the link to our Discord server. Individually, we have our own social media accounts, I can be found on Twitter, at Shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I'm P- I'm uh, Shonuff7, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7 at the end. And uh, Xbox, well, I don't really have online on Xbox, so uh, I'll just, uh, it was uh, Shonuff071. And at some point, I'll probably wind up with at least gold, I guess, at some point if folks want to play there. 
But my Nintendo friend code is 76582155330930. Steam is shown up 71, same spelling as originally. So we're going to go to Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, brother? All righty, my guys. You can find me on Twitter at thenemo6. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And you can find me on PSN, Steam, Xbox Live, if I ever turn it back on, uh, at uh, Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And uh, my Nintendo friend code is 52806674519. Jabroni, where can folks find you, buddy? They can find me on the internet on Twitter under the handle Jabroni Chief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. Uh, on PSN and Steam, I'm also under that same handle, Xbox, if I ever turn it on. I think a common refrain. Jabroni Chief, 374. My Nintendo friend code, 4712-5953-1409. All right, folks. So that's going to bring episode 183 to a close. We want to thank you for rocking out with us. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desmond, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Uh, purple bling bling, y'all. As we will be back next week, episode 184 for your ears. Peace!